So the muse woke me up at 4 a.m., knocking on the door of my heart. She had a sentence ready for me, and the sentence was this. I'm going to challenge the core wound approach and propose an alternate one. Now, at first I was like, muse, it is way too early for a topic like that. But then, of course, my heart started pumping and my mind started thinking, and I wanted to get up and to write and to paint and to speak about this topic, to explore it more for myself. And then I got afraid and I thought, what if what I might say could be damaging? And what if I am opposed to the core therapy meme of the day? And what if it, what if I'm wrong? What if the, you absolutely have to go to the core wound? And this is one of the ways we often stop ourselves from our teachings and writings because we question the muse knocking on the door of your heart. Now, let me just say, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, and I don't play one on TV. I am an artist, an educator who works with women through creativity to bring healing to themselves. That said, I've worked with tens of thousands of women over 25 years, both in person and virtually. And I've been discovering a thread of challenge in this core wound idea. I'm going to fully out myself by saying probably for the first 15 years of my teachings, I continued to go to that place. I thought that was the place to go. I, you know, I've been in spiritual sanctuaries. I've had a little bit of therapy. I've gone to landmark education and read the books. And basically that idea that until we heal that core wound, nothing else is going to work because everything is reflected inside of that is very, very, very prevalent. Not everywhere, but lots of places. And then I've also interviewed tons of healers over the years, and they all pretty much agree on the core wound idea. So I was like, well, who am I to challenge that? Well, who am I not to? I want to share from my own experience. This is not some invented challenge. This is a, something that I've been witnessing in working with women over these years. So about, I don't know, six years ago, my husband, Jonathan, and I began teaching a class called Apothecary Tragedies to Remedies. We wanted to bring intentional creativity, which is our approach to painting, to the people in a really potent way. And he is a veteran and a recoverer from PTSD. And what we decided to do was create a painting class where you basically created alchemical transformations on the canvas to turn your tragedy into a remedy. Now, the first couple classes, we kind of went to the core wound and story place, and it was really intense and there were lots of great results. And then there were some challenging results, but something felt off to me. And I decided to take an approach, which was, what if we don't go to the core wound and instead we come into the present moment and approach whatever we're going to approach through the framework of what we're present to now and allow whatever wounds are present to reveal themselves naturally and organically through the creative process instead of digging up and re-traumatizing ourselves by retelling the story that most of us have already told many, many times. So that was my thought. And I then interviewed some very high level healers, therapists, and doctors about that thought. And they weren't certain they were pretty fixated on their core wound idea, but thought I should just go ahead and give it a try. It's interesting. I felt actually concerned that it would be somehow harmful 
uh, not as powerful or give people the experience that they were looking for. Well, an interesting thing happened. The results were different. They were just as powerful, but they were different. And here's one of the reasons they were different because this core wound meme is so present in education and therapy and books and self-help. It's like, we've gone over it and over it and over it and over it. And if we are still having to return to it, I felt like we were not only re-traumatizing ourselves, but building this groove, a neuroscientific groove that just continued to be so powerful as if there's like a super highway to the wound. And then all the little tendrils around the wound, all the things that ended up meaning uh, were not as accessible because there's not only a super highway, but there's like spotlights. And I was thinking, well, if that had actually worked, why wasn't the person healed? Why do we have to keep going to the core wound? And then I worked with one of our students who was a woman veteran who had experienced extreme abuse in the military system. And she called me one day crying because she was about to go in for an annual meeting where she was going to be required to tell the story of abuse again in order to keep receiving benefits. And I cried with her and then we concocted a plan. And I said, you know, if you do this, you could lose your medical benefits in this particular area. I'm not sure what the logistics were about why she would lose it. Maybe it's a layer because I know that veterans receive wonderful benefits, but we both felt that it was completely outdated. Every time she did it, she would have to say it to a different man. And we were both clear that that wasn't what she actually needed. And so the plan uh, is a longer story, but suffice to say, she walked in that day and let them know that she wasn't going to be repeating the story that this was an outdated way of uh, receiving information in order to continue to receive benefits and that she had a different story to tell today about how she was being impacted by the experience, but she wasn't going to tell the original story again. And if they were interested, they could look up her file. So that ended up going well, ultimately, because she did continue to receive her benefits. She did speak for herself and she does not now have to go and tell the story again. That's my kitty Diego in the background, scratching the scratchy post and my other kitty Frida is laying on me right now. So there's been stories like that, like lots of stories like that, where I've heard firsthand from people that revisiting the core wound over and over and over doesn't work for them and they didn't want to continue to do it. And I personally have never enjoyed or gotten value out of the process, except maybe the first or second time I told it. And so now that leads us to this moment and this morning. And the reason why I want to challenge the core wound idea as the full access to healing isn't just a challenge in that that doesn't work. It's actually, I want to propose an alternative, right? So I want to challenge that that's not the only way and propose that there's an alternative. And the alternative is rooted in healing arts like self-expression, whether that's dance or vocalizing or drawing or writing or painting. So what we discovered is that when someone would show up to do their healing work in a consistent way, daily or every couple days over a period of time, that their soul's intelligence would bring to them, in essence, yield up the most potent fertile soil for them to work with 
that was present for them somatically, energetically, and psychologically in that day. And that if they would work through that piece, the next piece would come and the next piece would come. And there was a linear journey aspect to it, but the origin point wasn't the wound. So the starting place was distinct and different than starting with the core wound and therefore they got different results. And so people reported being able to experience and heal and navigate all of these subterranean roadways that were sort of leading off the core wound idea that they never got to go to because they were continually repeating the core wound story. And so the proposal is that if we have already been trying the core wound approach ourselves for a really long time, and we still don't feel like we've somehow arrived at a place of what we call here as healed enough, healed enough of the core wound that everything in our life isn't going to be shaded by it without our awareness, right? Cause that's one of the rubs of the, of these core wound ideas is that if you don't know about them and you're not conscious of them, then they're going to impact every single other decision. And I definitely see that playing out. But again, I feel like there's another potential framework that we need to be looking at. My husband and I talked about it and we also said core wound is not like a peach pit that stays in place. It's a central, uh, fluidity that continues to move through life and experiences. It isn't some hard matter center that's just there and you're just digging away until you get to that hard center and then you take a look at it. Even if we've done that, it doesn't actually lead to feeling healed enough or feeling like the core wound journey is ever complete. Do we ever get to complete these journeys? Do we ever get to pause and be like, okay, I think I did that next. And so the idea that the core wound is a fluid and moving thing that originates, yes, from early childhood experiences and our first heartbreaks. But what if it wasn't something that we should go look directly at and poke all the time? My mom has a quote in a poem called, and it says, should I stir the sleeping dog? And it's like, Do we need to continually go to that place in order for that thing to be healed? What if we trust in a way in the intelligence of our own soul to yield up what needs to be worked with by just being in the creative and healing process and noticing what organically arises? In our work with intentional creativity, we call it the arising. We begin to work on a project and we notice what we're present to, we go there and then we go to the next place and the next place and the next place. And there's a sense of arrival, a sense of being refreshed, a sense of having work done. The artwork itself provides an actual artifact of that something was accomplished. And yes, while there may be tributaries to the core wound, the soul's intelligence is able to show you where to go. So what if we've been bypassing the soul's intelligence about what needs to happen by constantly making it refer, making ourselves refer to the central idea or whatever we think the central idea is, whether we know the central idea or it's just the pursuit of the central idea. What if instead we could try for a while, it's an experiment. What would happen if we committed to creative process as a healing journey 
followed the arising in whatever art form we chose and let that reveal to us what is needed and wanted and my thought and my personal experience with myself and with many others is that eventually the whatever that original core wound is whether that's abandonment or betrayal or an injustice begins to soften because all of the tributaries around it that are the smaller fractional ways that it ends up playing out begin to be mended. And so we naturally organically begin to heal what's at the heart of the matter. This is just one way. This is just one way of thinking. I'm not saying it's the way, but I am saying it is a way. So perhaps you like many have been working with the core wound approach and you're ready for something fresh that honors where you are somatically, energetically, and psychically in that exact moment and can follow the arising to see what wants to be revealed. The other thing I'll say about this approach is that there's a way that you are up to date with yourself when you honor creative process in this way, that there isn't a sense of having all this stuff unchecked and you deal with what you're present to. And each time you come to the canvas or the dance floor or the garden, you deal with what you're present to. And so there's a way that you become current. I call it the currency with yourself where you don't feel like you're always behind. There's also something about that core wound and healing journey idea that you feel like you're always behind because you're never quite arriving. Creative process this way brought to life with intention can have us not feel like we're behind or should have done more healing already. Why don't you? But actually just I'm in the moment dealing with what I'm present to in real time. And then the next time I come to that studio to do that next level of work, I'm dealing with whatever I'm present to. So it's worth a try. It's worth an experiment. So maybe get out your pens and paper, your paint and your canvas, or those bare feet on that green grass and just explore following the arising and seeing how that feels. Because you know, as well as I do, that a big part of healing is being able to engage in a day-to-day relationship with our choice of how we're feeling in each day and how we're navigating each day. So if creative process could bring us into the present moment and give us a sense of awareness of how we can navigate what we're present to, don't you think that would be healing? So much of healing is so past referential. When we create in the present moment and follow the arising, we're dealing with what is present And that presentness allows us to approach the future that's happening even in the next five minutes with a sense of freshness, with a sense of awareness, and with a sense of sovereign self-agency. I don't know about you all, but my own capacity to choose how I'm going to approach my day is one of the greatest powers that I feel like I have. And so nurturing that first impulse to choose how my day goes and do the work that I need in order to have it go the way that I am actually capable of feeling and being with seems like a powerful way. And I do believe that the core wound receives healing even when we're not looking directly at it.